Welcome to the Rutledge Perspective. I'm your host, Laurel Rutledge, and this show is where we talk about things that are top of mind as you navigate your career or build your business. The plan is to get you out of your rut or talk you back off that ledge with insights and perspectives on the daily grind. Here, we speak the truth. Here, we challenge ideas. Here, we give ourselves grace. And along the way, we also have a little fun. Welcome to the village. This week on The Rutledge Perspective, we are talking about the creation of culture. That whole idea of your vibe creates your tribe, right? Your vibe attracts your tribe. The things you put out are what you get back. And that whole idea of our responsibility as leaders, leaders being about behavior, right? Leadership being about behavior. Our responsibility as leaders for the environment we create, the culture we create. And especially in this 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 age and time of DEI, how we're being diverse, how we're being equitable, how we're including people, how people behave as we're moving back into offices or hybrid or what have you, what is the vibe that we're creating in our organizations, whether that's connected or remote? All of this happened because there was a situation that occurred here in Houston that actually apparently got national press, at least from what I'm reading. And it's not so much about the people or the thing, but the, the situation actually brought up some really good points around leadership and the responsibility of leadership for the cultures we create. This particular organization decided to come up with a new set of rules for how you needed to show up at their place of business. And the backlash was immediate and broad and huge. And it basically was about a dress code and how you show up at their establishment. And what people said was, wait a minute, you didn't have an issue with this dress code when we started, but now all of a sudden you do and we feel put upon. And then other people said, well, it's about time, you know, but I saw one comment because you can only read so much of this stuff. I saw one comment that said, you know what? They are a place of business. They get a chance to and have the choice to set up the rules around their business the way they want to set up those rules, of course. But what I haven't seen in their setup and this new change is any of their ownership in the culture they created in the first place. And that's what got me to thinking. As leaders, are we taking ownership of the culture we create? As I spent my last many years in human resources, we always got pushed and said, HR is responsible for culture. HR, what are you doing about the culture? HR, how are we creating this culture? Why aren't you helping us maintain this culture? Why aren't you, what are you doing about the culture? Like we have all these people leaving the organization. What are you doing about it? Now, fundamentally, HR tends to be the dumping ground for a lot of stuff, right? If people are happy, then, you know, great. But if people are unhappy, it's all HR's fault. If we need to fire somebody, it's all HR's fault because they won't let us do it. If benefits aren't right, if pay isn't right, it's all HR when something goes wrong. But here's the point about the culture piece. HR is not responsible for creating the culture of your organization. That is not the role of HR. It's just not. What HR is responsible for as the gatekeepers, as the supporters, as the aligners of language and culture, HR's responsibility is ensuring that what we say we want is supported by the behaviors that we execute. 
We say we want a place that people are innovative. We say we want a place where we want people to fail fast. We want them to be on the cutting edge. We want them to be excited about trying things that may be unknown, but to know that we, that's how we get on the bleeding edge and we create new things. Yet our behavior says you make a mistake or have a failure and we may not fire you, but we're going to make it really uncomfortable for you to be here. So we have not created a culture of innovation. We say we want to hire great people and we want them to be excited when they get here and all of these kind of things. And yet the first thing they hear when they join the organization is, we're not sure why you came here. You should have gone somewhere else. Okay, that's not HR. And every time I had a conversation with someone about this, I said, wait a minute. People spend about 2% of their time with HR, right? In the hiring process, if there's something with benefits, is there something else going on? If they want to talk about a promotion, if they want to be interviewed for an internal job, things like that, they spend time with HR. If there's a new rollout of something, some program that usually gets filtered under HR, their engagement survey. But the majority of time they spend with their manager or their colleagues. And so HR is not creating the culture. HR, we're the minders of the culture. Everybody in the organization, their manager, their manager's manager, their colleagues, right? Their subordinates, those are the people creating the culture. So when people said, HR, what are you doing about it? My response was always, what are you doing about it? What are you creating? If we spend all this time getting people here and getting them excited and wanting them to be a part of the team, and the first thing they hear is about all the stuff that isn't the way it used to be, that's about you. That's not about HR. And as leaders, it is, it, is, it is incumbent upon us that we take responsibility for the culture we're creating. We absolutely have a choice, especially small business owners. You can decide what you want to do in your organization, how you want people to show up. If you decide that your organization, everybody comes in and they are dressed traditionally, professionally, right? Jackets, suits, ties, heels, all this kind of stuff. That is absolutely your choice. You also have to own the consequences of that choice, right? Who are you going to be able to attract with that vibe of professional dress? What does that mean? Who do those people, who are those people? How do they respond? How do they act? How do they behave, right? Now, on the one hand, when you're talking dress codes, it's about dressing for the day you want or dressing for the job you want. But culture is deeper than that. And the way we as leaders show up, the way we behave, the way we respond to other people's behavior sets the tone for the culture. If someone makes a mistake, do we sit down with them, help them understand, figure out how we're going to do it differently next time, understand as leaders if we may have set unclear or unreasonable expectations? Or do we call people out publicly? Do we lose our minds and yell and scream and point fingers at all of our team and never take responsibility or anything in between, right? By our behavior, we are telling people what we reward, what we punish, how we respond. We're teaching them how to work with us by our behavior because people will listen to what you say, but they will believe what you do. And so what, what culture are we putting in place? for people to respond to. And is that culture that we're actually putting in place aligned with the culture we say we want? And are we strong enough, courageous enough, right? Humble enough 
to be able to look critically at our behavior and its impact on what we say we want, as opposed to pointing the fingers and saying we just had a bad hire. We didn't ask the right questions. They just weren't the right people. Is that really it? Or did we not come clean on what we said we wanted versus how we behaved? And not even have we come clean. Do we even know? Have we given ourselves the responsibility of really getting clear and understanding what we want so that we can translate that into how we behave? Because at the end of the day, every leader is responsible for the culture we create, for the vibe that we put out there. I had a good girlfriend come in this weekend um, from Cincinnati, from when I used to live in Ohio, and she is a music producer. She produces jazz, artists and concerts and all that kind of thing. And so we were talking about this same thing um, in a different context, but it, it also tied into what we're talking about. She said, you know, before I have an artist come to an event, yes, I listen to their music and, you know, and I ask around and I see what's going on, but I always go see them in person. And she said, the reason I go see them in person is I want to see for myself how they behave, how do they show up, how do they interact with their audience, how do they interact with their band, right? What vibe do I get? And is this vibe that I get from this person going to jive with the vibe I'm trying to create at my event or at my venue or for whatever thing that I'm trying to put on? What is that feeling, right? You get a feeling from people. And when people walk into your organization, when they walk into your business, they get a vibe. And some of that is about the aesthetics, right? The paint, the furniture, is it open space? Is it really closed? Do you still have offices? Do you have cubes? People get a vibe, right? Are people laughing? Are they talking? Are they all really quiet? Is it heads down? Are they looking people in the eye? You get a vibe, you get a feel for a space. Whether it's a restaurant or a theater or an office space or a park, right? We get vibes from stuff. So as you are building your business and more importantly, as you're building your reputation as a leader, what vibe do you have? Do you attract people to you because you have this vibe of approachability? Do you have a reputation of being honest and uplifting? Are you creating the leaders of tomorrow? Are you supporting people? Or are you that person that, hey, yeah, they're great and they're wonderful to work with until you make a mistake and then man, it's painful. They're gonna embarrass you. They're gonna call you out in front of a bunch of people. They are never gonna take responsibility. They're gonna make sure you feel the pain. Because here's the reality, folks. Responsibility and accountability roll up. The leader is accountable for the performance of that team. The leader is accountable for how things turn out. Now that also means that depending on how things turns out, the leader is responsible for ensuring they are making the right choices in terms of who they put on their team and that they are responsible for being clear and setting expectations for understanding and communicating the vision and, and where we're trying to go and what we're trying to achieve. It's the leader's responsibility to do that. It's the leader's responsibility to communicate clearly to set clear expectations and to manage to those expectations and to let people know when they're on track or off track. And it's also the leader's responsibility to be really honest about what kind of leader they are. And this is not about being so vulnerable and so transparent that people know everything about you. You know, they're not your therapist. They're not your family, right? They're your colleagues. Some of them may turn into family at some point, right? But they're your colleagues. 
They're your subordinates. They're your employees, right? They're your team members. So it's not about that, but it is about showing up as who you are and understanding the impact of that behavior on what you're wanting to have happen. It's about being real about the culture you're creating. It's not about relying on someone else to create your culture because at the end of the day, they are spending time with you. They are interacting with you. They are engaging with you. And so you set the environment for them. So what environment are you creating? What's the vibe you're putting out there? And is that vibe bringing you the tribe that you want? It was a great question and great lessons learned simply by this organization making a change to what they wanted and what their expectations were. And they put out there what their new expectations were. But as leaders, if we're going to change those and we have a choice, we can change them. We, we absolutely have agency to do that. But we also have a responsibility to bring people along to help them understand what changes we're making and why we're making them and what the expected outcome is of those changes. And then those folks have agency and the ability to choose whether or not they're aligned and whether or not they're going to stay. But at the end of the day, our vibe attracts our tribe. And as leaders, we need to be really clear on what vibe we're putting out. And that's the Rutledge perspective for today. I really, really appreciate your tuning in. If this made sense to you, if this resonated with you, I would love for you to go subscribe on on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review. We would love to have that. Send me some comments. I'd love to have your input on what you think about how we create culture and whether you think HR is responsible for creating the culture of an organization. As always, I am honored and humbled that you chose to spend time with me today. And I look forward to connecting with you again. Take care. You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If we've given you a new perspective or helped you clarify your own, please leave us a review, send us your comments, give us a five-star rating. We take that information seriously and it helps us to decide what our next episodes will be. Now you can find more information about this and other episodes of the show on laurelrutledge.com. And you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow me on social media. And if there's someone that you think would enjoy or benefit from the Rutledge Perspective podcast, please pass it along.